Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming to the Preacher Chick podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 258 of reading the Bible together every day this year. As I think about that today, as we're beginning, um, I'm quickly realizing how little of 2022 we have left, <laughs> um, that we have just over 100 days um, left to read the Bible. So that's kind of exciting. We're doing really, really well. Um, today we are going to begin the book of John. That may feel very weird because we did Matthew and Mark and we're, it feels like we may be skipping um, Luke. But listen, um, here's a um, spoiler, if you want to call it that. In scripture, Luke and Acts were both written um, together. So they were part of the same manuscript, but due to length and the number of scrolls and things like that, they were split up into two books. So we're actually going to read John, which is not a part of the synoptic gospels, but it is lumped in with the gospels. And we are going to do Luke and Acts together after we read the book of John. Um, There is a teaching video that gives you an overview of the first 12 chapters of John's um, that'll be linked in the show notes. So I highly encourage you to watch that and pay attention. But I'm just as a preface and as we're getting going here, um, this is um, written by John, we believe to be the son of Zebedee, John the Beloved, John who you read and we're going to read about this, who leans against Jesus at the Last Supper and um, John very much loved his rabbi, his savior, his Messiah. John... um, I love how he begins his his gospel with this, um, like, we're going to go back to the beginning. We're not going back to the genealogies. Matthew, Matthew's got that. Luke has that. I'm, we're going to go back to the beginning, and I'm going to make a case that Jesus has always been. I love that. Anyway, if I don't pause for a moment, we're going to get ahead of ourselves. So here we go. I did forget to say that we're reading the first two chapters of John as well as Psalm 103. So sorry about that. Now let's get into this. Okay. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created In him was life. And that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. That right there, those first five verses, that's shouting stuff, friends. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. Now, this is not the John that's writing. This is John the Baptist. So John the Beloved, John the son of Zebedee, is now telling you about John the Baptist, okay? Um. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and yet the world was created through him, and yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. 
The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory. The glory is the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, this was the one of whom I said, the one coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness for the law was given through Moses and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only son who is himself God and is at the father's side. He has revealed him. So John, the beloved is telling us, remember John, the Baptist said, I may have come first, but he's existed long before me. Speaking of Jesus, what does that mean? Well, we know from Matthew that um, John, the Baptist's parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was pregnant with John before and had John before Mary found out she was, well, was found out they, that Elizabeth found out she was pregnant um, before Mary found out she was pregnant. And Elizabeth then would have had John before Mary had Jesus. So, but John is like, listen, I may have been born first, but the one who is coming actually has already been. I, it's mind blowing. I just, this is like, the geeky stuff in me, and I just love it. This was John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, who are you? He didn't deny it, but confessed, I'm not the Messiah. What then? They asked him, are you Elijah? I'm not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. Who are you then? They asked. We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What can you tell us about yourself? He said, and this is repeating a prophecy. He said, I am a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, just as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. So they asked him, why then did you baptize if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? I baptize with water, John answered them. Someone stands among you, but you don't know him. He's the one coming after me whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. All this happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, here is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I didn't know him, but I came baptizing with water so he might be revealed to Israel. In other words, John's like, look, I didn't realize that my cousin over here was the one. Okay. Um, he said, um, and John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he rested on him. I didn't know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water told me, the one you see the spirit descending and resting on, he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I've seen and testified that this is the son of God. The next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asked them, what are you looking for? They said to him, rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and you'll see, he replied. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. His he first round oh, sorry, he first found his own brother Simon and told him, We found the Messiah, the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought Simon to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. He found Philip and told him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Peter found Nathanael. Oh, 
one of uh, such a blip of a story here, but listen to this. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we found the one Moses wrote about in the law. And so did the prophets, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathanael asked him. Come and see, Philip answered. <laughs> it's so good. Then Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there's no deceit. Nathaniel, how do you know me? I, this just, this gets me. Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you, Jesus answered. Rabbi, Nathaniel replied, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus responded to him, do you believe because I told you I saw you under a fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Okay. I recognize that the chosen series, um, has a few people worked up. Okay. Some of us need to get over ourselves. And I recognize that it is, it is a historical fiction, um, piece of, art. Okay. So there's a lot of, of, um, interpretation. There is a lot of creative liberties taking place. We don't have every single description of every single encounter and every single word of every single conversation that was ever had in, among the people that we read about in scripture. So, um, they're taking some, you know, uh, research and what could have been and what might have been, and they're filling in some of those holes. And I, I'm not saying that any of it's scripture, but the way that they present Nathaniel into the narrative in the chosen series is just, it, I love it. I don't know that it's, that that's how it happened. I'm not claiming that it happened exactly like that, but I like the idea of how they brought Nathaniel in. Okay. Anyway. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. So we're getting ready to read of Jesus's very first miracle. Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding as well. When the wine ran out, Jesus's mother told him, they don't have any wine. What does that have to do with you and me, woman? Jesus asked. My hour has not yet come. Do whatever he tells you, his mother told the servants. Now six stone water jars had been set there for Jewish purification. Each contained 20 or 30 gallons. Fill the jars with water, Jesus told them. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the head waiter. And they did. When the head waiter tasted the water after it had become wine, he did not know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, he called to the groom and told him, everyone sets out the fine wine first. Then after people are drunk, the inferior, but you've kept the fine wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee. He revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum together with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they stayed there only a few days. The Jewish Passover was near, and so Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling oxen, sheep, and doves, and he also found the money changers sitting there. After making a whip out of cords, he drove everyone out of the temple with their sheep and oxen. He also poured out the money changers' coins and overturned the tables. He told those who were selling doves, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. And his disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews replied to him, what sign will you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered, destroy this temple 
and I will raise it up in three days. Now we know Jesus is talking about himself. They don't understand this. Therefore, the Jews said, this temple took 46 years to build and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the statement Jesus had made. While he was in Jerusalem um, during the Passover festival, many believed in his name. And when they saw the signs he was doing, Jesus, however, would not entrust himself to them since he knew them all. And because he did not need anyone to testify about man, for he himself knew what was in man. And now we will read Psalm 103. My soul bless the Lord and all that is within me bless his holy name. My soul bless the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things for your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field when the wind or when the sorry, when the wind passes over it, it vanishes and its place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is toward those who fear him and his righteousness toward the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength who do his word, obedient to his command. Bless the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works and all the places where he rules. My soul, bless the Lord. And that's it for today. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See ya.